Westland thugs robbed Mr. Wilson's milk shop as onlookers spilled their tasty treats in terror. The hooligans led police on a daring chase around town, causing Sunday school nuns to faint as the crooks passed by and mooned them. But the brutish bandits were cut by none other than the city's brightest example of justice, Dick Tracy. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! You think I motherfucker? I feel the need for need for Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast Radio Program. <laughs> I am LPJ, and joining me on this very auspicious episode <laughs> is the clearly perturbed Sphinx. Hello. The delighted to the point where I'm pretty sure his boner is lifting up the table. Oh my God. Hovercraft Joe. <laughs> What's up, LPJ? And I don't know, Chops is here too. Extra, extra, Chops is here. Hi, everyone. What was that? Oh, little cha 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 in there too. Uh, I need my own pop and circumstance, okay? <laughs> and I have no shame in giving it to myself. <laughs> this is terrible. We are, of course, talking about. Of the... course. Not that anybody <laughs> figured that out. From well, any you of said this Dick so Tracy in the oh, opening. Okay. We're talking yeah. about Dick Tracy. Yeah, we are. That's great. I'm yeah. Ex- I'm excited. I got to say, I'm really excited. For two reasons. One, when I agreed to come on and do the podcast with you, I was like, okay, one of the things I was like, there's people I want to do episodes with, and Chops was one of them. So we're here with Chops. I'm excited about that. And then when I found out we were doing Dick Tracy, I was like through the moon because this is like a big movie for me. We, we talked about a little bit in the Rocketeer episode. We found like this pattern of like 89, 90, 91, these huge movies for me, and this is one of them. I always forget that. It was huge. I mean, I remembered it was huge for you, for you, Joe. I forgot how big it was for Chops. Like well, for whatever reason. Yeah, it was. What year did this come out? Nineteen ninety. So like, I was only three years old. <laughs> so I doubt I saw this when it came out. But I I got real excited about this as a kid because I had like action figures. I had you had the watch. I had the watch, which was I love the watch. It was so great. Um, but yeah, this, I'm excited to do this with you too, Joe. This is, this is it's very feeling very fulfilled right now. Yeah, I'm excited, ready to get into this. I can't believe you two haven't met on an episode together. Uh, you know, no, we're busy, and, yeah. and we don't want too much greatness on this uh, on this podcast. And too I often. and I was unavailable for the crossover episode, which is a bummer because I would have loved to talk about Ninja Turtles because I feel like that's in the same period of time. What was the year on that? Like '89, maybe? I think it was '90 as I well. Yeah. yeah, so that was one of those movies that was right in that time period. And then the GI Joe episode. Yeah, I was. I would have liked to have been on that one. That was. I was there the day, but I didn't. I wasn't on that recording. You're no. not now. Wow, you should have just filled in for me. <laughs> Man, Sphinx, we ever thought about getting shot down by a Sally? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you love it, don't you? I love how uncomfortable these episodes make you when Chaps is on. <laughs> Die Hard was okay. Die Hard was great. Yeah, yes. except for some of your comments. <laughs> I didn't have any bad comments with Die you Hard. You did. You did. Well, you just forget about them. Well, that, <laughs> but anyway, that's very possible. So Dick Tracy. Yeah, let's <clears> maybe <throat> we kind of touched on it a little bit, but kind of dive into like our first, you know, our, our feelings about the movie. And like I said, this was a huge one for me when it came out. I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember 
I had the action figures. I had the the replica watch. Yep, same here. Um, I had like I I had a Dick Tracy hat, but I should say it's not like the fedora <laughs> that he wears in the movie. It was just like a hat that had like a little kid hat that had like Dick Tracy on it. I remember that hat. I, yeah, I, I might even still have it somewhere. If I didn't, if I knew where it was, I would have tried to dig it out. Um, but I was obsessed with this movie. Um, I used to have a, a videotape I remember taped off TV and it had two movies on it and it was this one and another huge one for me Gremlins 2 the new batch I remember that and as I well. watched <laughs> I watched the shit out of that videotape and it's crazy though because I saw that movie Dick Tracy I've seen it so many times back then I had not seen it in probably 25 years so we'll get into that <laughs> all right fair enough um the first time I saw it was in the theater as well I don't know if I went with you or not but I mean, there's a good possibility I did. There's a chance, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Eh, maybe not 1990. Maybe not 90, yeah. Yeah, but I definitely saw it in the theater um, and saw it on video and saw it multiple times after that because Chops was such a huge fan. I liked the movie a lot as well. Um, and I remember all the great action figures. They were made by the same company that did the Turtles action figures. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they're that same kind of kind of style. Uh, yeah, and, that, and then I've watched it. I've, I, every time I see it on, I always watch at least part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on. it used to be on all the time. Yeah, I haven't seen it recently, though. Right. Now, this is the first time I've seen it all the way through in quite a while. Okay. Yep. Same here. I also saw this as a kid, and I remember liking it as a kid. I also had the action figures and all of that, um, but it's not one that stuck around for me as a kid. Um, I think I was so obsessed with Ninja Turtles um, that that, that dominated Batman. things more, which is kind of scary because tomorrow is my son's birthday party and it's a Ninja Turtle birthday party. Isn't that cool, though? It is kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, and it probably should have stayed that way. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I, I watched it a lot, I think, on VHS a ton. I remember the all almost all yellow sleeve for it with was it like the silhouette of Tracy, I think, in there? Yeah. And the font, I just, I'm drawn to that <laughs> font. I love it. It's so old-timey. I don't even know if I've ever read a, a Dick Tracy comic before. I don't think I've ever read one. But the movie just made me want to... It, it It fell in that right niche of the time when I think I was watching a lot of the animated... Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So that detective yeah. idea and hero, I just I like was drawn to it. And this kind of fulfilled that in, in the movie aspect of it. Which right. is interesting you bring up Batman because, holy cow, the parallels to this movie oh, with man. 89 Batman yes. is, is striking. It's all I kept thinking about <laughs> while watching this movie. And then also kept thinking... Batman does everything way better. But. Uh, I, I kept, whenever the music would play, I would just go, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, right, wrong dun, movie. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, obviously, the music was written by they were both written by Danny Yeah, Elfman. and he, he asked him to do it because of Batman. Yeah. Well, sure. That's the reason why Warren Beatty wanted him to do this, which is crazy to me. Also, I didn't realize this Warren Beatty directed this movie yeah he didn't, didn't realize it. it directed and produced yeah it. i yeah. didn't as a kid i in my head i didn't i didn't know what a director produced he kind of championed this movie right from the get-go yeah, yeah. like it he was the like... one who really sort of wanted to get it off the ground from the beginning yeah um so i had the budget of this movie at 47 million a pretty decent budget a well, probably wow. because of the cast he had to pay <laughs> yeah. right it's gotta be it's gotta be paying for all these I mean, huge actors that are in the this. biggest actor yeah uh, a domestic gross of 103 million and a worldwide of 162. So it's success, but I wouldn't say like an unbelievable rousing success. Well, he, I think he said in interviews like he 
made it so that there was as many characters as possible because he knew he wasn't going to get a sequel. Yeah, which... There wasn't going to be another one of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie actually, though, uh, as far as the top grossing films of 1990, this movie came in ninth. Oh, wow. Um, does anyone want to take a crack at, at anything in the top three for 1990? Predator 2. No. Uh, Predator. Home Alone. Home Alone, yeah, number, number one, one, yeah. one yeah. number one, Home yeah. Alone was number one. What about Dances with Wolves? Dances with Wolves number three, Dances yeah. with Wolves. You're doing good on this one. There's one you're missing. It's a big one. Um, was it a was it Die Hard? No. Was it a Sylvester Stallone movie? No, it's not an action movie. Um, it was it a drama? It's a drama. I would almost call it like a supernatural romance drama. Oh, Ghost. Ghost. Oh yeah. And Whoopi. And a little extra bonus, there is a movie, another movie that came out in 1990 that we have done on the podcast that came in 30th in the box office that year. Anyone remember? It was oh, just... shit. Uh, um, I can say that Sphinx was not on the episode. That was okay, so it's one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I fucking hate you. Uh, I will tell you it was Young Guns 2. Ah! Oh, okay. And that came in 30th, so... Gotcha. Oh, and uh, kind of uh, the Rotten Tomatoes on the 63%, so not great, and an audience score of 53%. Wow. So, yeah. I, 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 I yep. can see that. Yeah, I can definitely so, see that. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with that stuff. For sure. Pop quiz, hot shot. I'm just going to throw this in now because I don't really know where to put this pop quiz, but what animated short was released theatrically with this movie? It was a Roger Rabbit one. I can't remember what it was called, though. Yep, Roller Coaster Rabbit. Okay. And that was one of the big draws for people to come see this movie is Roger Rabbit was such a huge hit, I think the year before, year before yeah. um, that this was really the first, like, kind of taste of more Roger Rabbit after that. Was, was it the same the, actors and the voice actor for Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it was everything. It was oh, just okay. like, it was just like a, I think it was like a 15 minute cartoon. Okay. Oh, okay. It was like I a short before Yeah, that. it was a short before just the like film. Kind of yeah. like how Pixar does those yeah. still now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. I never saw that short. That was one well. of the reasons why we went and saw this in the theater is because... We had lo- we loved Roger Rabbit, um, and then we also wanted to see Dick Tracy, and they were just you know obviously is that is that movie action enough to no. put you on the podcast? Because I'd love to I do Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. I don't think so. No, it's too uh, comedy. I mean, there's no. more action than it's, Top Gun. It's slapstick. Which Wait, speaking of listen, speaking of Top Gun, uh, this movie was written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., who wrote Top Gun. That is right. So yeah, that as well. And then Dick Tracy is based on a comic strip from Chester Gold, mm-hmm. right? Um, An old comic strip back in the 1930s. Yeah. Yep. So, we did talk about the music. We could probably cue some some songs. Well, we want a second. Or Let's discuss music here. So, obviously, we have um, Danny Elfman writing the score. Right. Yep. But along with that, there were four original songs written by Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Who Stephen Sondheim is a you know a Tony Award winning um, composer who writes a lot of uh, you know uh, Broadway hits and a lot of hits for movies. Uh, he wrote a lot of songs for Barbara Streisand. Um, he he's a big time. He's one of the greatest uh, composers that ever lived. Next to, next to um, who's the other big one that did like Phantom? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Webber. Yeah, so he wrote a ton of them. Um, and Which is interesting because they could have just as easily just used old '30s pop tunes, but instead they decided to use new songs yeah. in that style. Oh, exactly. So one of those being uh, "Back in Business." <laughs> Was about to end, dignity as though it wouldn't last half a year. Yesterday, disaster waited around the bend. Well, my friend, spring is here, back in business, and ain't it grand? 
I'm watch, I'm sitting here watching the scene. It's this is part of a montage scene in the movie. And, <laughs> it's a great scene. Uh, Half a great of this montage. damn movie is montages. <laughs> I will. No, no, there no, are forty minutes. So <laughs> many goddamn montages in this movie. I, I literally wrote in my notes another montage. <laughs> Fucking kill me. I will agree that I was rewatching this and I'm like, wow, I do not remember how many musical montages are in this. Well, <laughs> I got news for you. This next song we're going to play is from a musical montage. All right. Oh, crazy. This is uh, Sooner or Later. I believe this is the one that was nominated. Yeah, nominated for Best Song at the Academy Awards. It did not win. It did not win, but it was nominated. What one? Do you know? I did not look into that. That's all right. Something <laughs> better. Here we go. Ben, and take your positions. Did you check this out ahead of time, LPJ? I played the montage version because the one I could find was not the right one. <laughs> well, uh, it's a great song. It's called Sooner or Later. It was 1990, right? You're fine. Hey, how about this guess, one instead? Guess, here you go. Here's a... Here's some Madonna and Mandy Patinkin for you. What can you lose? What can you Get your hands off me, LPJ. Okay. That scene really bothered me. This is literally Madonna at the height of her mega massive career. And she's doing this movie. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, this was so. a big movie. Well, she was dating Warren Beatty at the time, which so is I'm, so I'm sure that that yeah. kind of I got that's a conversation for uh, got, for later. Yeah, oh, I got, I got right. a pop quiz about the song that won best pick. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, best original song. It was an animated movie from the 1990s. Was it Little Mermaid? It was. What song from Little Mermaid was it? I haven't seen Little Mermaid in a long time. Was it Kiss the Girl? No. Under the Sea. sea? Under the Sea. Really? Under the Sea was the one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I would have thought maybe that the Kiss the Girl one or whatever. Pop quiz, hot shot. How much did Madonna get paid for this movie? $45,000. $35,000. $35,000. Yeah, she got, she got screwed up that one. Yeah, I, she did by Warren Beatty. Woo! I gotta say, though, <laughs> and, and maybe this maybe this is a... That's the whole reason why you had the pop quiz, right? Because you just no. wanted to clue no. that. Maybe this is controversial, but I feel like Madonna looked really good in this she movie. She was great in this. She, she, was, she did. She was, like, in that first scene when she's yeah, in that man. black dress. Yeah, when she's in... Oh, not the... Not oh, the, the one when she's, robe. like, practically naked. Yeah, well, this is a PG movie. You can see her damn boobs. I'm like, good lord. Yeah, but Madonna was... Yeah, she was looking really good in this movie yeah man. this was the i think this this era flattered her look really well yeah she the the the, the outfits and everything she had the going hair, on i was yeah. that was like one of my early notes is like man madonna yeah that scene in the black and, dress and i would say she actually acted pretty well in the she movie did she was really yeah. great in this yeah, yeah she she played she played i think the best role that she could in that time in her career a seductress um, emotional, manipulative, that kind of role, I think, fit her well. Yeah. I mean, aside from one person in particular, I would say the acting in this movie is solid across the board. <laughs> well, should we should Ooh, we get, should yeah. we get into the cast then? Because we're yes. kind of talking about it. Well, do we want to do lightning round? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. lightning Sorry. round. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh. 
There's a reason why we have the sound effect, so I don't have to hear you, LPJ. You know, sometimes our sound effects are better than what other people choose. I would agree. Wow. That's a stab. Deadite, did you hear that? Oh, I thought you chose it. Deadite chose it, and we're good. All right. Question number one. In what city did the Dick Tracy comic strip first appear in? Chicago. New York. San Francisco. Detroit. Oh. Uh, Number two. How many Oscars has Warren Beatty been nominated for? Ten. Six. Eight. Fourteen. Jeez. (laughs) How many has he won? Two. Zero. One. One. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Fourteen nominations. Wasn't it four? Didn't he win it for? uh... Director for Reds. Oh, all right, never mind. Yeah. Um, Michael Pollan, who plays Bug Bailey, is also in another movie with Warren Beatty. What is it? I don't, I don't even know who Reds. Bug Bailey is. His most famous movie he ever did. Um, um, I don't know. Good oh, uh, um, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. Which <laughs> I've never seen it. Which Michael Pollan was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that movie. Uh, the main colors of the film are six that appeared in the comic only as well. Do you yep. know what those six colors are? Well, yellow, yellow, yellow <laughs> green, red, green, pur- red, blue, purple. You said red twice. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said yellow, green, said red, twice, blue, purple. There's one more. And orange. orange. It is orange. Yeah, good work. Uh, there are five Oscar winners in this movie. Can Ooh. you name them all? Well, Pacino. Yeah. Beatty. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Um... Uh, Seymour Cassell. Nope. It's uh, no, it's Dick tough. Van Dyke. Nope. No. No. <laughs> wow. Um, um, Kathy Bates. Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. The last one I don't even recognize is who other, she is, is in the other movie. Catherine O'Hara. It's a girl. Is oh, it, is that um, Catherine O'Hara. You're looking it up. No, I'm not looking it up. Oh. I'm looking at the cast list. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Who? Kathy Bates is in this movie. Yeah, she's she's for a brief second. She's a photographer or the stenographer. Yeah, stenographer. Oh, okay. Scene. I don't. I it doesn't no even look like her. It, okay. Not, it, yeah. I have it's no idea. Estelle Parsons. Oh yeah. Which oh. I don't know who she is in the movie. Yeah, I don't know who that is. She's Tess's mother. <clears throat> oh, okay. 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 Question seven: Dustin Hoffman and Charlie Cosmo, who is the kid, were in what other movie together? Uh, oh, uh, Hook. Hook. Good. <laughs> And then finally, Warren Beatty and Madonna started dating during filming. How far apart are they in age? Forty-three years. No, uh, I would say like I would <laughs> they're say probably maybe, like twenty years. Just I'd say kid, like twenty-five. Twenty-two years. Shoot, he was fifty-two. <laughs> so she was. She was probably making more money. Than so him. she was thirty. She was making way more money oh, than yeah. him at that point. <laughs> I mean, he's a famous actor, but I mean, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, our lightning round. All right. a good one. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. All right. So, so we cast. Did our cast. All right. Do we do net worth story? Do we do, we do net worth after the cast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't you know how your show works? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so as we talked about Warren Beatty, obviously, as Dick Tracy and Madonna as Breathless Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Pacino as Big Boy Caprice. Oh, the weirdest creepiest performance I've ever seen him in. <laughs> just, I thought it was great. Just, it was over he, the top. He was all in. in all in. Yeah. Um, and we Char- just did Heat, too. And <laughs> yeah. That was more manageable than this. Um, Charlie, is it Cors- Corsmo? Corsmo as, yeah. as kid. 
There's a lot of people in little roles. I mean, we talked about Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. Yep. Uh, I have Paul Servino written down as mm-hmm. Lips Manalis. Yep. Um, I didn't have anyone else on my list, but I'm sure there's probably... Mandy Patinkin as 88 Keys. Oh, that's right. Dick Van Dyke's the DA. Dick Van Dyke. Yep. You have... William the... Forsyth is flat top. William Forsyth is in The Rock. Mm-hmm. He yep. is the guy with the slick back hair and the mustache, the larger guy. Oh, shoot. Yep. You've got... James Caan. Yep, James Caan and Kathy Bates, who are also in Misery whoa, 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 together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's James Caan in this? James the... Caan is yeah. the mobster that didn't want to go in on Big Boy Caprice's job, and he went it's in the car and it blew car. up. Oh, yep. shoot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's James Caan. You got Caan. Uh, the pre- the principal from Back to the Future as numbers. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah, Strickland. <laughs> James Tolkien. Tolan is his name, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's from Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, Seymour Castle. Do we say him? He's, we, all, he's I, from Detroit. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the Glenn or Gleanne Headley is Tess. Yeah, she's been in a couple other movies like Mr. Holland's Opus and a few others. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the the chief. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff that I recognize him. I think he was in um, Rescue Me, the TV series with, uh, De- uh, what's his name? Dennis uh, Leary. Dennis Leary. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy that played Sam Ketchum looked uh, familiar That's to me, Seymour too. Cassell. That's oh, Seymour shoot. Cassell. Oh, Okay, yeah. got it. That's the guy from Detroit. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, those were the rest that I had. That was a little quiet. <laughs> Hit it again. There we go. There are three actors in this movie who are famous voice actors who, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. You don't have this written down? I'm just throwing it on the fly. Oh, okay. Who will voice characters in a movie that we will do in the future that Sphinx does definitely not want to (laughs) do. Okay. Can you name any of those actors? No. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to bring it up because I know you hate Transformers the movie. I don't know. Walker Edmondson, John Machida Jr., who's the voice of Blur, and Neil Ross, who is the voice of like every Transformer ever. Oh shoot! I can't believe we didn't get any of those. I know. Yeah. I, saw, I just wanted to bring up Transformers the movie. I wanted to bring up a movie that Sphinx hated in a movie that Sphinx hated. Well, you really inceptioned him. Mm-hmm. Sphinx double inception. How <laughs> those fingers taste? <laughs> uh, All right, let's, let's. Do you guys want to do some that. net worse? Yes. <laughs> Please, let's move on. Let's do some net worse. Yeah, get us some music, LPJ. <laughs> I got it. Um, I only, I only, Jackass. I only did. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, you a lot. didn't do all thirty people. In no, this movie? I only, I only, <laughs> I only did three because I figured that was so. Um, what about Warren Beatty? Beatty, you guys got me saying it Is wrong. It Warren Beatty. Beatty. I it was Beatty. Warren Beatty. Beatty. Beatty? Yeah. Okay. Warren Beatty. Uh, His net worth? I'll say yeah. three hundred thousand or three hundred million. I mean. Okay. Chops. Seventy-five. Okay. I'll say 125. 70 million, so oh, wow. pretty close to chops. No, he's old. Now, he hasn't done anything. Can anybody remember? Well, you two, we just did this. Can you remember Al Pacino? Yeah, wasn't he was he like, like 250? No, he was like 400, wasn't he? Or 350? You're thinking of De Niro. Yeah. I think Pacino was 250. 250. I think okay. he was lower then. I think he's like 150. He's 165. Oh, wow. And then finally, Madonna. What do you guys think Madonna? Oh, um, I'm going to go with... 200. Okay. 250. Okay. I think she's out of the water. I think it's like 800 million. 850 <laughs> yeah, million baby. dollars. Wow. I knew that. 850 million. That's by far Music. the most. That is yeah. by far the most. Music ever, is insane. Ever in the show? Yeah. Out of all the people we've done so far, that's, yeah. The next highest yeah. was uh, De Niro at De Niro 500, was at 500, or 500 million. million. Yeah. Stop like lowballing these people. 500 million. I would like to find out who would be. No, I nailed that one. Yeah, that was good. Eight hundred fifty million. There's probably not many above her. James Cameron. I, 
Oh, I, I well, would think in Hollywood, probably nobody. I'm thinking like music. Yeah. M- music will make way more. Because you can just get royalty. I wouldn't even say Prince. I would say like a Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney. Well, I, I think maybe a couple others like a Garth Brooks. I honestly think it. I think uh, these days I think Dr. Dre is close to a billion because yeah. he's got all his music money. And I know Jay Z did just pass you know, a billion. You know who would be more DMX? <laughs> <laughs> the, X gonna give it to you. The reason <laughs> this segment was created just because I knew that he had a negative ten million dollar network. Thank you, DMX. He <laughs> might come after us because we're talking uh, about with him. With what money? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but he needs the money. That's why well, he he's going to be really disappointed. He won't be able to Uber here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, all right, but yeah, that's all I had for net worth because I didn't want to get into all two hundred people in this movie. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, well, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. Or we could just end now. <laughs> no, we got to go through it. <laughs> oh, no, no. we got plenty my, to talk about. My 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 first note for this movie because it opens on the uh, what is it? The kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in no. the alleyway, and him kind of running into the poker game. Yeah. And my first note on this is everyone's makeup looks like they have bad acne, <laughs> except the face rolls guy. <laughs> oh, the brow, the brow, the brow, yeah, the brow. Which is which is funny because I remember this opening scene with this poker table and all these characters. They're like all the action figures I had, like shoulders and the uh-huh. brow, Small and all face these or whatever. and all these people, yeah, face. all Flat these top. people, and then they get like killed in the opening scene. So yeah, instantly, did you do you? Oh, here's a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Do you know who played? Was it Tiny Face? Right, that's his name, or, or Small Face? The, the guy. With yeah, the, like, Small Face. Yeah, do you know who played him? Uh, I remember seeing it, but I, I can't it. remember. So I don't know the, the name. Oh, it was a little kid. But it's a kid. When they're showing his face, it's a little kid in oversized makeup so that the face looks small in, <laughs> in the frame. And then anytime it's outside of the kid's face, it's just a, a person as a stand-in. So I think that was really, <clears throat> I thought that was really creative to put that effect out there. What the fuck was the point of these weird-ass faces? I, I, I'm assuming they're trying to make it look like the comic book strip. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just like that's what just, they looked like in the well, comics. That was the and point he, of him. Of him, direct, He wanted it to look like a comic book. That's he, why there's all painted backgrounds I, and I, why everything is six colors. And this goes back to what I said earlier about how there wouldn't be a sequel. He put as many characters from the comic strip into the movie because he knew he wasn't going to get a sequel. It's like if you put every Batman character in a movie, this is essentially <laughs> that same kind of thing. You're going to say, why the hell is there a person made of clay talking with a guy who looks like Scarecrow and then a guy who looks like a crocodile? Oh, you and, mean you know, Batman and Robin. Basically. <laughs> it's, it's just that, it's that since there's so, it's the overload of this makeup yeah, I, that they had to do. I assume that was the case. And again, you know, I going back to another movie I did not like, RoboCop, it might just have been the the era and, and the what, what they had available to them technology-wise, but I, I think it looks stupid, I think it looks like shit, and I hated all of it. The whole movie? Well, I just didn't like the way that the faces were done, and I just... I, I think I I honestly think I would have enjoyed the movie more if they didn't look distorted the well, way that they did. Yeah. If you would have just kept them, I think that's your big problem. As their movie. regular people, I think it would have been. How fine. do you like, because Warren Beatty? I actually how do you liked. like Sin City? Sin City is fine. Well, it's kind of the same thing. The so, same thing. so I think of this movie. It's all stylized. This this movie is it a mix is, between what Sin City, but becomes, Sin City isn't campy. It is because this, oh, is, a, sure this is, is a this is a mix. The only reason why it's not like Sin City is because this is a mix of what Batman was. This is if you took Batman and Sin City, the current one, and yeah. put them together. 
That's what this movie is. It's campy, it's stylized, and it's action-driven. I guess. I don't know. Sin City means more to me than this this movie by far. Probably because of the quality of how they do it. Well, probably. Yeah. And the stories are better. Like, I I wrote in this, I don't even know what the hell this movie's about. It's about Dick Tracy. (laughs) Exactly, right? It just seems like for so long, there's really no clear vision of what is even going on besides he's just trying to hunt down... Caprice. Big boy. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's it. That's it. That's a simple plot. Yeah. But but that's... What more do you need? I yeah. want a lot more than that. What do you want? It's a comic book movie. You want to hear about the death of his parents and how he fell out of a well <laughs> and, and was scared by a bunch of detectives and became Dick Tracy. I want something. I think your problem is you're you're looking for more than what this is supposed to be. Yeah. This was never supposed to be anything like that. Which is why I don't like it. All right, well, that's fine. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. Well, yeah, we got to keep going through it. We're, yep. we're really scratching the I, I know. I just wanted to bring up the, the faces and how they really weirded me out and made me immediately start to not like this film. Well, so all these news. all these guys are killed by Flat Top and the first of appearance of like 200,000 Tommy guns <laughs> in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, blows them all away, writes in the wall, uh, eat lead Tracy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we find out that they work for... Uh, Al Pacino's character, Big Boy Caprice, yep. and he's basically trying to, I would say, eliminate the competition. Yeah, he's trying to muscle his way in onto uh, territory that isn't traditionally his. Right, um, because the other kind of big crime boss is a guy played by Paul Servino, Lips Lips Manless. Manless. Right. Which, he's, by the way... Which, those lips are terrifying. He is the reason why I will never eat oysters in my life. <laughs> he <laughs> really slurping noise? Because the... I hate eating noises. It is probably the thing that drives me crazy the most. I almost shut the movie off when it was on <laughs> You screen. really like those ASMR videos no, online God. then, too, huh? Ugh. Yeah, they're the worst. Ugh. No. So, <laughs> so Big Boy, uh, he, like, kidnaps Lips, takes him to the docks. Uh, and there's that, I, I one of the things I remembered clearly was that he's like, oh, not the bath, Big Boy, not the, not bath. the bath. Which is basically like a big wooden box that they put him in and fill it with cement and yeah. then drop it into the river. And I remember specifically that the Lips Manalist Manalis action figure came with these like cement blocks that you could clip onto his feet, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. That's I'm, funny. Um, so, so like I said, he's trying to muscle in and take over. So he takes over his club, which is the um, the Club Ritz. Yep. And that's where uh, Madonna's character is like the star performer. And so that's how she kind of is involved in the story, if you will. Uh, the the kid's introduction to it, I think he steals Dick Tracy's watch. Mm-hmm. No, he steal, he's running out of the... He's oh, running out dined. of the diner, and he steals he somebody else's watch. watch. Yeah. Right, okay. And, the, and Dick Tracy follows him to that shack where he lives with that, like, I don't know, scary-looking homeless man. Yep. Who's an image that really stuck with me from a kid, because I remember it. Uh, Dick Tracy beats the crap out of that guy, yep. which is kind of cool, because the guy's, like, slapping around the kid. Uh, and then he takes the kid to the diner for a meal, and that's kind of how he gets into Dick Tracy's over it. Did anybody yeah. else notice the weird sped-up frames whenever he fought anybody? Maybe no. a little bit. They they sped up the frames whenever he punched somebody. Like like got in a fist fight. It was really weird and I didn't know if that was to the effect of like he's just not good at stunt fighting <laughs> or if it's to make him look more f- powerful, but mm. it was weird. They sped up the frames every time he was getting that. a fit fight. I noticed it a little bit. I know what you're talking about. All right, could be. <laughs> So um, Dick Tracy is investigating uh, kind of Lips' disappearance. Uh, one of the important things, he finds that earring when he's in- investigating down at the dock, uh, kind of puts it aside. And, yeah, it's Madonna's and, earring. 
Um, <laughs> this is where I have a note that says Big Boy is really hands on with his choreography. Yeah. This is such a creepy scene. He's a weirdo. And he's a supposed creepiness. to miss. And I guess a lot of that was improvised, too. Oh, yeah, sure I believe that because that's just Al Pacino being Al Pacino. He's an amazing actor. Like he he, he does amazing <laughs> things as this character. <laughs> no, I agree. I think I think within the context of this character, he goes all out. Yeah. However, yeah. he licks w- his lips way too much. <laughs> it's a lot of scenery <laughs> chewing. He is he is He's chewing weird. so much, much scenery in this. He... <laughs> I'm expecting him to like chew through a wall <laughs> to a different set because he is just like <laughs> with that scene when he licks the cigar. Ugh, that's so, so gross. Great. Like, I'll give it to him. He was just like, you know it's, what? I'm all in for this. You know, LPJ, you just said that that's, you know, you're, it's what? Setting setting the stage, having him act that way or whatever? Yeah. I, I don't agree with that at all. I just I just think it's outrageous what he's doing, like trying to choreograph this dance and singing with them what and is it, slapping their it, asses. How does it make you feel about it, the character? It, it, it makes me feel like he's an idiot. He's a moron. It makes no sense to... Anything related to what his grand schemes are and what no, he's totally, trying it to said, do. It says a lo- Hold on. It says a lot about his character. Yeah. He's a control freak. So he wants to control every aspect of everything, which is why he's taking over. But in reality, he's ne- no. There's no way in reality he would give a shit about the choreography. Sure he would. No, he, wants he to would make, not. His plan is to make the biggest club. Uh, to make a ton of money on the club and make it the biggest club the, around. The thing with megalomaniacs, to deal with. the thing with megalomaniacs is they want to control everything regardless sure. of how sensible it is, and that's what he is. He wants power in all forms. Like, it, it and it, it goes well to how it is at the end. And and we, I don't want to skip forward too far ahead. Yeah. But it plays into how the ending of the movie is with with his mind and what happens. Agree to disagree. I, I, I think it's outrageous and, and really unnecessary. I think there's enough other things in the movie that can give you enough about what he's about that you don't need any of it. Meh. I don't agree with you whatsoever. <laughs> Moving on. Well, anyway, so Tracy immediately thinks that uh, Big Boy is responsible for Lip's death. He comes into the club and arrests him. Uh, he talks about how he keeps thinking they're going to find, like, there's walnuts like that he finds at the dock. And he's like, oh, that's like Lips's calling card. So look for fingerprints on walnuts, which I don't think is possible. I'm pretty sure not. Um, but he arrests him. And he says it's like the fifth time he's tried to arrest him and he just can't get anything to stick. I think they end up having to let him go, too. Yeah, because which, yeah, I mean, listening. if... if- Dick Tracy is such a great detective. What the hell is he doing arresting this guy under nothing? I mean, it's of the era. They did that all the time. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Cops cops were dirty back then. And they <laughs> But Dick Tracy is trying to be more pure. That's the whole no, he's idea just trying of to get justice. He's just trying he's to get justice in his own yeah. hands. Well, I think he's got him, and I, I think he thinks he has him all the times he arrests him, and he just keeps getting out on these kind of like loopholes. And, stuff. and, and so, that's the same scene yeah, with Mumbles he's a shit the detective. Right? Um, is, is that? that? Yeah, yeah. That is, I think, when they do introduce mumbles because they're trying. He's trying to get him to to crack and tell him what's going on. Like, you know, he's asking him where lips is, where's lips, and he's got the light to him. Well, and, and like something that bothered me about that scene is like they're trying to sweat him out with that light, but they let him take his pants off. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand the logic of that. Like, let him put his pants back. He on. is so sweaty so in it. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Hoffman is so sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He must have owed Warren Beatty a favor to be in this film. <laughs> He was amazing in it, too. Just I think often. they said that he did do it as a favor to Warren Oh, well, that so, makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, I think a lot of the actors did. 
So they have to let Big Boy go because the the charges don't stick. We're kind of more introduction with the kid where the kid doesn't want to go to the orphanage, so he stays with Tracy for a while. That's where he just I, keeps eating food yeah, over, that's and where, over and over that's and over again. That's where I have the when do we eat montage, which is oh. like, I have a note. It's like, how many days is this montage covering? I think when it was just, one. They're just showing him eating all this food, and he just keeps saying, when yeah. do we eat? I think it was just one day, <laughs> just to be honest. Day. Well, he was eating a lot of food. Agreed. Um, so Tracy, we didn't mention Tess is like Dick Tracy's long-standing girlfriend. They're not married, but they're kind of in a serious relationship. So after the what's do we eat montage, there's a drive-by where they try and take out Tracy with more Tommy guns. Ooh, I got a I got a pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. What Star Trek character made an appearance in that scene? Cole Meany, aka <laughs> I thought that's who it Chief was. Chief O'Brien. O'Brien. I thought that Chief was Chief O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. You should love this movie now. <laughs> it's in the Star Star Trek no. universe, right? This is what this is a holodeck uh, scenario. <laughs> there are a lot of gangster holodeck right? scenarios, right? but no. Gene Roddenberry <laughs> knew better than to do this shit. So Dick Tracy at this point knows that Breathless kind of knows more than she's letting on because he because of the earring. He's trying to get her to testify against Big Boy, but she won't do it. Um, Big Boy has this meeting with all the crime bosses in the in the city. That's where we're kind of introduced to like Prune Face and a few yeah, other people. Yeah, he's my favorite Prune Face. He's my favorite of the mobsters. Which did you see that the uh, the producers really wanted him to cast? Did you see this? Who they wanted him to cast as Prune Face? Uh, yeah. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's going to be part of my role reversal. But oh, all right. I'm sorry. That's okay. I got plenty. <laughs> okay. Um, but so that's where he. he, he this <laughs> Ronald is, Reagan. I'm just, I'm just the ch- actor. <laughs> Who's going to be vice president? <laughs> Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking. <laughs> well, I'm also thinking. 1990 Ronald Reagan could actually nail that role. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> So this is where he's like kind of announcing that he's going to take over the town. And he wants everyone to fall in line with him. Uh, that's where the guy that you said played by James Caan yep. is like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do this. And he leaves and he gets blown up. This is where, surprisingly, just now I have a note that says Pacino was really chewing the scenery. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which he is from moment one in this movie, but I just chose to wrote it down, write it down now. Um, we're introduced to the blank, I think, at this point. Yep. I can't remember in what context, but uh, maybe we're just kind of showing. It's just in the corner when the thing blows up. I yeah. guess... Is is it responsible for them blowing it up? Like, why is it there then? I why feel like the no, there? no. Yeah. The, the blank is there just to kind of just to, because I had no other time to figure out when to introduce the person. I don't know if that was the case. I think it's one of those things where the, the she's she's uh, she the blank. I, I was the, trying not to give it away, but where the blank <laughs> is the um, blank of, uh, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> it's from uh, Monsters. Inc. No, I know where it's from. <laughs> I have children. I was gonna say, I don't know if you you know the children. <laughs> That's what the voice reminded me of. <laughs> Dick Tracy. You know, we have a substitute teacher at my school that looks and acts and talks just like that. Breathless Mahoney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the lady from Monsters Inc. Well, lady from Monsters Inc., but it all mixes in there pretty Bruce, good. Bruce, you gotta use the Bruce. Dur- dur- during breaks, I think she lights up a whole pack of cigarettes at oh, the school. Oh, <laughs> so, um, uh, flat top and itchy. Is that his name? Itchy? <laughs> sure. Yeah. They, they, they kidnap <laughs> Tracy. Uh, there's a lot of the kid riding on the back of cars in this movie, which I feel like people <laughs> yeah, really I feel like it's probably just the same scene every time, too. They just redo it. 
It could be. <laughs> so they kidnap Tracy. Big Boy tries to buy him off for fifteen thousand uh, dollars. That's when he calls him a dumb dick. Yeah, yep. dumb dick. Because he won't take the money. He, I think he does say. I have it written in my notes that he says, "I am the law," which is a yeah. He does from Judge Dreadclaw. I was gonna say that too. Him and Sylvester Stallone have a lot of comment. <laughs> so they uh, they try to blow up Tracy. They like rig that boiler room to explode. The most colorful furnace I've ever seen. <laughs> the probably the most famous furnace in movies besides the one in Home Alone. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. 1990, big big year for furnaces <laughs> and movies. Huge year. Look, look out, furnaces all over the place. Heating, who who won Best Actor as a Boiler? Was it, <laughs> was it Dick Tracy or was it Home Alone? So, <laughs> so the kid saves him before the building explodes. Uh, we find out that the DA is working for Big Boy. He's like in his pocket, and that's I think one of the reasons why Dick Tracy's having such trouble convicting him is because right. the DA's working for you him. You missed another important line that I think was delivered by Flat Top in that scene was he said thirty seconds, no more dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they keep saying it. They keep, keep saying it's like it, Itchy keeps saying thirty seconds, no more dick. Yeah, 30, thirty seconds, no more yeah. dick. Yeah, you're right. They do I'm say it a like, bunch of times. What? We're also introduced to uh, 88 Fingers, a piano player. If yeah. 88 mention Keys? It. 88 Keys, sorry. 88 Fingers? <laughs> He'd be your favorite! <laughs> no, I think that's Pacino in the movie, he's 88 Fingers. Yeah, because he... But he, I just kept thinking of, you know... My name is Inigo Montoya. Dysentary? That's correct. Or, or, or Criminal Minds. <laughs> Killed my parents, prepared to die. Killed my father, prepared to die. Anyway... <laughs> Because he ends up being in on it, right? His scenes no, with Madonna... he's not really are, in on it. ...are weird. He's trying to, um, I guess he's trying to, like, extort money out of Big Boy. I, well, the he's bar, helping the blank. The blank hires him as like, hey, I'll pay you to kind of do this stuff for me, to go to Big Boy and say, hey, I know how we can get rid of Dick Tracy. And He's an intermediary. An intermediary, yeah. Sure. Which, you know what's funny? Uh, we talked about what uh, the blank sounds like. I have in here, I forgot about this note, that I think the blank sounds like Princess Leia when she's in her post. I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. When she's yeah. like, Return of the Jedi. When she's yeah. like, eh, yota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what, I, that's what I thought she sounded like. Um, so the police raid <laughs> Big Boy's Club. And I have a note in this that they're raiding the club, and Madonna never stops singing the whole time. Like, the yep. police are running yeah, around, running and, like, around. And she's just on stage singing the whole time. Uh, and the whole purpose of this is they plant a listening device in, like, Big Boy's, uh, above his conference room. Which is funny, because they, they plant the listening device, and I didn't realize that they had to leave a guy behind. Yeah, does he live in that <laughs> attic? Like, how, do they come get him at some point? Like, I guess. That poor man's family's like, well, where is he, he He's got hot coffee in the one scene, yeah. so... Because Somehow he's getting access to food. They plant this li- listening device, and then it's one of our many montages, because it's a big montage of them using all these tips from the bug to kind of bust up, like, Big Boy's operations. Um, and it's like, oh, everything's going good for Dick Tracy, because they like, get the, the they know what's going on. But then, like you said, the guy, the guy, the, the bug guy has a funny name, and I can't His remember what. His name's Bug. Bug, okay. Uh, he does spill coffee, and that's bug where. Bug Bailey. Bug it. Bailey, thank you. So he does spill the coffee, and that's where they find the bug, uh, and they decide that they're going to start feeding like Tracy like false information, and and in the montage like Tracy like punches a group of like ten yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go flying back in. Yeah, and, and it just goes back to that like stupid why they sped up the fighting scenes. Like, is he just, like super strength? <laughs> like, I don't understand what the gimmick is here with it. Well, that was a trope from um, Batman. No, not from Batman, but from, yeah, I mean, yeah, Batman, but from the like the old propaganda films. Oh, okay. Mm. 
So that's what they I, used I to use. I can see what you're saying. Right. This movie was just missing, like, pow, bang, clash. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's essentially, yeah. Um, in Prince. So there's a weird scene. There's a weird scene. <laughs> Jack I felt, Nicholson. A weird scene where I feel like where they try to ambush him, like, on the docks where, like, the cement is. And, it, and like, they're, I think the bug guy. He's rescuing the bug guy. Is in bug the cement, but then he gets in the cement. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why he gets in the cement. Why is he standing in it? Why is he standing in it? Why is he in the cement? It's so weird. It is really weird. There's gun jams. Like, of course, you're standing in cement. Um, you idiot. So it, he kind of looks like he's ambushed. The blank shows up and kills like one of the bad guys and I think kind of saves Tracy at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's where one of the lines I really remember from this is uh, when uh, Big Boy's so mad and he's like, I want Dick, Dick Tracy, Tracy dead! dead! And he like flips over the table. I remember that from the trailers yep. and stuff for this movie. Um, so he eventually kind of hires, he's like, all right, whatever. He hires the blank to kill Tracy. Reminds me of now, like when they give up and they hire the Joker to kill Batman in the yeah. Dark Knight. Cause like, oh, we called the clown. So they, they decide they're going to get the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> this is where I have a note that says there's a lot more montages in this movie than I remember. Yep. Um, there's a lot of scenes that we have kind of skipped over where Tracy's meeting with Breathless about different stuff. Like sure. she, they get caught kissing in the apartment Tess leaves and stuff like that. It's not super important. Um, Has she been why? kidnapped yet or are we not there yet? Not yet. Not quite there but yet. But why is Madonna like so needy for Tracy? I don't she, get it. She, I think she just... Well, because she's stuck with Big Boy, and look at his ugly ass face. <laughs> well, and that was one of the big things from the comic, is in the actual comic, there was that kind of love triangle between the three of them. Oh, okay. So they wanted to bring that into they the They just didn't do movie. a good job of communicating that in the movie. Oh, they didn't do a good job about something <laughs> in this movie? Yeah, it's not perfect, but I also don't shit on everything. So <laughs> so, so, the, so the blank gets this, like, he sends this fake letter to the DA. It's supposed to be from Dick Tracy, where basically, mm-hmm. like, calling him out, like, hey, I know you're working for Big Boy, uh, that sort of thing. The Blank kidnaps Tess. Um, he sends a note from Tess to Dick Tracy, hey, meet me in this greenhouse. But he goes to the greenhouse. It's a setup. They knock him out with gas. Uh, meanwhile, the kid gets sent to the orphanage. We don't care about the kid. Um, when... <laughs> Yeah, we haven't said much about him. Yeah, the kid, yeah. He's a good actor in it. He does a really good job. Because for some reason, in the early 90s, we have to keep throwing in shitty kids in these action movies. Whether it's he was this, a good actor in this. Or whether it's uh, T2, or whether it's Last Action Hero. Why are there all these young boys having to be thrown in these action movies? And they just have annoying roles. I mean, it's part of the story. <laughs> He's not really... He, that The kid could not be in this movie, and nothing would change in the movie. Well, he saves them from the boy explosion. Someone else could have saved him from the boiler. But uh, no one else was there. Who, a different kid? <laughs> Tess could have shown up. I don't care. Maybe Madonna shows up while singing a song. Another montage opportunity. Yeah. Well, there's Ooh. another one coming up. Back uh, in <laughs> boilers and <laughs> So the blank dresses up a Dick Tracy, kills the DA. They put unconscious Dick Tracy in the room. Uh, he gets arrested yep, for like they frame him for murder. They frame him for murder and uh, blackmail. Uh, that's when we get your musical montage of just big boy just going crazy, running the town because Dick Tracy's not there to stop him. I think that's the back in business. It one, is right? it back, back in business. business. Okay, and ain't it grand? <laughs> Uh, the kid, the whole movie, the kid doesn't have a name, and then he decides to pick his name, and of course it's Dick, Dick Tracy, Tracy Jr. Jr. Um, the blank didn't see that coming. It, it, like we mentioned, the blank has Tess. Good one. Um, they're supposed to take Dick Tracy to prison, but they don't because they're his buddies. Um, I, I don't understand how he leaves. Like, how does Dick Tracy get out of jail? None well, of they, that made any sense him, to me. They were going to transport him from uh, the city jail to the county jail, the, and what they did was that they just took their time. Yeah, because they're like, well, it would take us this long to get there, so while we have this time, you have a little bit of time to work the case. 
Oh, okay. Basically, what they're saying is, oh, it's going to take us a little extra time to bring him over there. So what? why don't okay. you just go do what you got to do? Yeah, that, okay. So we inter- he interrogates Mumbles again. And he he, and he he basically tricks Mumbles because he gets him like when he slows down the tape or he does something where it makes it look like he's saying Big Boy did it right. Yeah, he, no, he, he stops the, the yeah he the stops the mumbling. Recording. He slows, he it, slows down. it down so that when oh, you instead of so that's what mumbling. he was saying is Big yeah. Boy did it. Oh, okay, got it. But he just mumbles. <laughs> but also at during this time, the blank calls the chief of police and tells him that Big Boy has tests. So the the blank's kind of playing all the angles here. Did, did right. you know that kidnapping is a federal offense? <laughs> they said that like forty million times during that whole scene. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I do have a note that says the blank is making so many phone calls in this movie. <laughs> Lots of phone calls. Mister Mike was asking. So the cops, um, <laughs> the cops show up to like raid the club there's this ridiculous scene and i know i'm saying that in this movie but we're like tracy goes down into that room where tess is but then he's like stuck in the room and he doesn't know how to get out so he makes like that yeah i love that scene because the guy like he asked him the second time on his way and he tells him the truth like it was such fun it is a complete knockoff of batman going down the window at the museum that's immediately what i thought of when tracy goes through the window it's like perfectly the scene in Batman when he yeah, goes down. Yeah, uh, It is exactly it. No, like, it's, even, it's no, not even, No, it's different even, because he's not wearing a rubber Batman suit. It's close <laughs> enough because even the music, like the Danny Elfman music, hits as the glass shatters. Yeah. It's like, damn it. So <laughs> You so just the, wanted to watch Batman. <laughs> yes, I did. So the cops show up and they're raiding the club. Uh, Big Boy takes tests, and there's that scene where like the bad guys are all like, "All right, we're gonna drive out at the same time," and they pull out. Of That's the- my favorite scene of the whole movie. They- it's just everybody getting littered <laughs> yeah. with bullets. They just keep coming out of this garage like idiots and getting yeah. murdered. There's like all the cops lined up with Tommy guns, and they're driving out. And it's just like, <laughs> just like all getting shot to hell, and it's like. It's so funny. It's like that's where we that's where like Flat Top and Itchy get killed. Yep. Like basically every, They all get killed. Yeah, basically every bad guy besides Big Boy gets killed in that shootout. Um I also have a note here that says like, isn't Tracy still under arrest? Because the cops are exactly, that's why I asked that question earlier. I'm like, how is why is he doing all this? He's he's still under the arrest. The good guy always wins. So um, then I put down Al Pacino just starts talking for ten minutes straight. I, I he do, does. It was great. He does nervous talking. I do. Yeah. I have a note that says, "What the fuck is this boy talking about?" Yeah. Because how much he doesn't want to kidnap her, but he has to now. Because they end up inside this drawbridge, which is where the final act takes place. He's right. he's on the run with Tess. Uh, Dick Tracy's after him. He takes that. Um, what is it? A uh, prohibition tunnel, basically. Yeah, yeah it's like a secret tunnel in, in yeah, the wine room. For the wine cellar. Yeah. Um, so they Tracy and Big Boy fight in this scene. Uh, the blank shows up. Uh, Big Boy shoots the blank. <laughs> um, but then, like Tracy, he like knocks Big Boy over. Is it like over the railing? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, and, and he Joker falls style. Joker style yeah. <laughs> to his down death. into Access Chemicals. And so then at the maybe end, Big Boy becomes Joker. Well, then at the end, he's got that that pouch with the laughing box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Tracy saves Tess because she's stuck to one of like the giant gears. One of the gears, yeah. yeah. Which is like okay. Um, we find out that the blank is Breathless Mahoney. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why she was doing all this, I don't know. No idea. Because she wanted to run the town, or she was in love with town with Tracy. She was in love with Dick Tracy. Yeah. I don't know about that. She wanted power. <laughs> 
So, but she dies because she got shot twice. <laughs> what? Oh, and I have a note because like the drawbridge is raising because there was a boat, and like they leave, and finally the boats. I'm like that boat's slow because it took forever. <laughs> Wasn't to the get... boat shooting fireworks? I think there were maybe fireworks going on. There were fireworks. I the fireworks well, was, were coming from the boat. It was. Uh, it was, was the Fourth of July. Was, was, yeah, it? Was, it was no, no it was New Year's Eve. Eve. Oh, oh yeah, that's it right. Was it was New Year's Eve. Eve. And uh, Tracy's run is like <laughs> straight up full sprint the whole time there. Yeah, like, man, Warren Beatty. He's, I wrote I down in my notes, he looks good in this and movie. And his hop over yeah. the barrier there was so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> he just like so, so, adorable. so gingerly <laughs> went over it. It was really funny. It was really funny to me. It, 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 I got to kick out of it. You're the weirdest. <laughs> so, so adorable. I know. So in the end, the last scene, we find out that basically Tracy and Tess are going to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets a call on his radio watch. He's got to go off to a crime. And then he takes the kid with him to a crime. I guess. <laughs> An active crime scene. They jump in the car together <laughs> and right take off. Do. That's right, they do. So, and He's that's, a sidekick. And that's the end of the movie. Apparently, yep. they're going to fight crime together. Which right. is like, I don't think you should be taking like a, I don't know, 10-year-old to fight crime. but um, Batman and Robin. But yeah, so that's that's the end of Dick Tracy. Thank God. Well, I enjoyed the movie. I, I really liked it. I thought it was it was different than I yeah. remembered. Like I remember it being just more of a comic to me as a kid. Sure. But now when like I said earlier, it's a mix of Batman meets Sin City. It's stylistic, yet it's iconic to the time that it was made. And I don't know if you guys noticed this or looked this up, the backgrounds. We're all paintings. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore. Which that was cool. And, and I thought that was really unique because it added to the aesthetic and the color scheme that they're going. And, I mean, I thought it was funny that in a quote from Warren Beatty, like, they couldn't do any pan shots because you would immediately know yeah. that the background were paintings. So that restricts a lot of how the movie flowed, I think. But it added to the color of the suits, the color yeah. of the cars. Madonna's purple car, like, that looked really cool. The film looked... For as much as I did not like this movie, the film looked great. Right. It really did. I, I And I feel like maybe, you know, not trying to get into your head here, Sphinx, but I think maybe your disconnect is that, like, you know, we just talked about Heat recently, and that's a movie that's really grounded in reality, and it's, like, you know, based on true stuff, where this is, like, hyper-reality. This is, like, a comic book brought to life, and it's a mm-hmm. really, like, outrageous comic book with these characters and with this stuff so it's it's very hyper reality and i think that influences the entire movie like Mm -hmm. everything's over the top from the villains to the acting to the you know sets to the colors and everything is kind of hyper in this movie which which we know how i feel about over the top don't we yeah the kick-ass movies no don't like okay, those either. I would see. I would see. That makes sense to me. But I, but yeah. I think Chops makes a good point because this, in in some ways, to me, is a lot like the Sin City one. Yeah, which is absolutely. Like, it which is. is like directly taking the comics and you have that hyper reality. Yep. I mean, it's a different. It's a more grittier kind of version right. of that. But I think, I think that, that's what gets me to like those more. Is it? It's that grittier darkness more. I don't know. Yeah. I, no. Because I, I, I really can't explain why I do enjoy the, Sin is City, that, but not. And this is definitely like played more for camp. Absolutely. Like, obviously. It was. But right. I think that goes along with what you know these comics were in the '30s and stuff whenever yeah. they came out. Yeah. Some things just aren't for you. <laughs> did you guys nope. see? Did you guys see at all the weirdo thing they had for like the the midnight premiere of this? No, no. Uh, I, I so basically for the the, the premiere uh, they sold T-shirts. You had to purchase a T-shirt at the movie theater in advance, and imprinted on the shirt was like the ticket. So in order to get in the movie for the midnight premiere, you had to wear this T-shirt. Like they didn't sell That's tickets. That's cool. So I w- I didn't look into it. I was I was like I should have looked to see if you can find one of those on like well, eBay or something right to see. But I yeah. was trying to figure it out too. So it premiered. 
premiered in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was created by Universal. But then I think it was distributed by Disney. Yep. It was a touchstone I, I picture. Was, yeah. yeah. I was getting confused in in who had what role and in what way. But no, it was it was Touchstone and Silver Screen Partners, which is all it's all Disney. Yeah, I think Disney owns a lot. Disney of Disney did it. It wasn't okay. Universal. Was not part of it. I thought I saw somewhere it said Universal, but okay. No, it was filmed mostly at Universal Studios. Maybe that's what it was. Right, then. but it was not produced by them. Which I guess why, if it's a Disney movie, why wouldn't you film at Disney Studios? But anyway, okay. because is, is I don't think it? Disney had the. Um, You're right. Like if you go to well, no, I mean that the, must be if it, you yeah. go to um, Universal Studios Florida, yeah, you can go to like their backlot set, yeah, and it looks identical to Dick Tracy's, Dick Tracy. I mean, it's it's that that whole street scene is pre-built. Oh, it's like still there. It's already still there. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I have some role reversals. Okay. Well, uh, real quick, you can get the shirt on eBay for like between twenty to forty dollars. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's about twenty to forty dollars too much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, for you. All right. So <laughs> for lips manless, we have Gene Hackman. Yeah. Ooh, I could actually see uh, that. Wait, nineteen ninety Gene Hackman. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hoosiers. Uh, no. Small role. So. Uh, I, I wouldn't have liked him in that. <laughs> like, right. I, don't, I don't know. He was in like two scenes. I can't see him. Uh, so for the kid, they had Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Prune Face, we mentioned Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so Didn't Macaulay Culkin turn it down because he, he was doing Home Alone? Do, he was do doing Home Alone. Yeah. So another interesting story. So Tess, originally Sean Young was cast. I saw this. Who's Sean Young again? Uh, Sean Young is in uh, Blade Runner. She's like the the like main rep. Um, Decker's replicant? Uh, replicant. Yeah, is that what they're called again? Yeah. No. Okay. She's oh she's uh, Einhorn and Finkel in um oh, yeah. oh okay in Dick, uh, no, yeah in, uh, Einhorn is Finkel Finkel is Einhorn. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura yeah. yeah. So Sean Young was cast and they filmed scenes with Tess as her her with her as Tess. But I guess she was being a pain in the ass, so they fired her. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> after a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So for Mumbles, Matt, you're gonna like this. Chops, you're gonna like this one. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. It would not have been mumbling. It just would have been. So, Mahoney, uh, Kim Basinger. Okay, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer mm, and so, Sharon Stone. So Batman. Batman. I feel like they're going to have to cut down on the singing. The other one? That's the thing, Basic yeah. Instinct. I mean, that's why they went with Madonna's because she could actually sing the song. It song. makes sense. Sooner or later. So Dick Tracy, there's a lot. So obviously Warren Beatty was the main person for this, but initially in the, in the early scripts of this, there are other people being talked about. He said eventually, like, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to direct the movie, I want to be in it. Exactly. So, but yeah, who are So the Clint people? Eastwood? No. Nope. De Niro? Oh, I think, I think Clint I think Eastwood, Eastwood could okay. totally yeah. do it. It would been a different, uh, yeah, different movie. But, yeah. yeah. You're thinking like late kind of yeah, crazy Clint right. Eastwood. Yeah. I think in that no, era, no, I'm thinking. Clint would have had thinking it. of like Dirty Harry, which also would have been twenty years, thirty years. Right, prior. but I'm thinking of his detective roles. I, I think he would have been a, a harder. I don't think he, he would have been I, a harder. I don't one, think it would have sure. played it to the campiness too well. Yeah. Well, initially the movie which is, was, I probably would have liked it. More. Initially the movie was darker. Oh, okay. And Warren Beatty lightened it up. Um, so De Niro, he's what yeah. I blame. I like that. De Niro would be fun. Yeah, Nicholson. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah maybe. He, he'd go crazy. Yeah. Joker, James Caan, yep, okay. yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah, we've uh, been saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like we've been using these I mean, names yeah. for the last yeah. three weeks. We've been doing recordings. Richard Gere. Yeah, okay. I think Richard Gere would have been okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mel Gibson would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. They're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Like the great names. George C. Scott. 
Yeah, that one at that time of his career, I don't know. It'd be older. weird. Tom yeah. Selleck. Yeah. Does and he have the mustache? Yeah. yeah. I have one more. This particular person lobbied hard to be Dick Tracy, like directly to Warren Beatty, lobbied hard. Warren Beatty said, no, we just need somebody a little different. It's Bruce Campbell. Oh, oh man. man. Mm-hmm. That would have been And this great. would have been like Army of Darkness, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Not really young, but Army of Darkness level Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that would have been like great. Like Briscoe County Jr., Bruce Campbell. Ooh. I can 100% see that. Yeah. I that want, really good. I want a remake of Dick Tracy with Bruce Campbell in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get him to do it. All right, so that's all I have for talk, Rover. Talk about, talk about campy and stylized. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that I thought was interesting, uh, that this movie was actually nominated for seven Academy Awards and yeah. won three of them, which is crazy. Um, it won best production design, yep. uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Um, I, can't, I don't have here right. That's what the third one it won was. Best sound, something maybe like. I that. think it was because I, wasn't this the first digital audio sound? Well, it was nominated for sound mixing, costume design. It was the first digitally released in, right. in its entirety. Yeah. Cinematography. What's really crazy is that Al Pacino was nominated for Best uh, Supporting Actor for this wow. movie. Wow. Good Lord. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. I didn't know. That's I didn't cool. know. Wow. I, st- I thought I for as over the top it was, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And another yeah. insane thing, I don't know if anyone can tell this, but apparently there's a two-hour and 15-minute version of yeah. this movie that exists. And he had to cut it a whole bunch out. Yeah, because Jeffrey Katzenberger like insisted that he cut it down. But, man, I want to see that two-hour and 15-minute version. Too. I do, too. Me, too. I'm willing to bet a lot of those montage scenes Are were doubled. actual full scenes that were cut down to make... Just to make montages out of them. You three should totally find it and watch it and not include me. Don't worry. We'll invite you, tell you it's Batman, and then we'll turn to Tracy. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll just get up and leave. No, we'll lock you in. <laughs> and, the only other, and then I'll hang myself. <laughs> the only other thing I really wanted to mention is, I don't know if anyone saw this, but apparently he did like a Dick Tracy TV special. Did you guys see that? Yeah, but it was like in 2008. 2008, and it was on T- like Turner Classic Movies, and Warren Beatty played Dick Tracy being interviewed by like Leonard Bolton. It really? sounds insane. I meant, watch horrible. I meant to look it up to see if I could find it on like YouTube and watch it, but it just seems like it's like a crazy. Did he know where he was, or was he like pulling out you know Academy Award I wrong? Have, I have no winners. idea. I have no idea why it exists and why it was in 2008 and what it even is. But it's him in character as Dick Tracy being interviewed by Leonard Moulton. I'll bet you wow. Warren Beatty goes to bed in that yellow jacket. I probably. I, I <laughs> would. Sequel, it's a nice jacket. So a sequel was planned. Um, and they were going to make the sequel, but then there was a lawsuit between Warren Beatty and Tribune Media, who had originally owned the rights. Um, eventually, Tribune Media lost in 2013, though. And so, so Warren Beatty still, still be, owns the rights, as far as I can tell. There should be a remake. We should <laughs> ask him to sell the rights to Marvel. <laughs> Add Dick Tracy to the Marvel Universe. Oh, man. Well, I mean, he's Disney he's, released it. They would have at least some kind of stake. No, in he, it. the closest thing that I think this would be would be um, what's his name in, from DC. The uh, oh, the, the question. question. This would be the closest. The thing The question to that. is basically the blank too. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's who he is. Yeah. All right, let's write this thing. All right. All right, there, uh, party pooper. You want to go first or last or whatever. I'll go first. I don't care. Yeah, I vote for you to go first. Get I out of the hated way. this movie from beginning to end. I probably checked seven times how much of this movie was left on my DVD. I None of it is memorable. I hated every second of it. I, I 
the only, I, I guess the one thing I liked was it was pretty. It was a nice looking movie. Everything else I hate. I hope to never have to see this movie again. I am going to give it the worst rating I've ever given a movie on this show. It is getting point five of a machine gun. Wow. I wow. hate it. <laughs> Tell us film. how you really feel. <laughs> I hate it. It's you, horrible. Here's a question. You yeah. said a DVD player. Do you own this movie? No, I rented it from the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, man. Hell no. All right, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, I think the acting in it is very good, even though it is over the top. But I think everything in this movie is over the top, and I think it's over the top in exactly the right ways. Um, I love watching this movie. I just find it thoroughly enjoyable. I'm going to give this four machine guns. Oh, my God. You need your head <laughs> examined. Um, I'll go next. Um, like I said, I, I, I have a real fondness for this movie, so I, I will admit that I'm watching it through nostalgic eyes because it was so important to me back when I was 10 years old. Um, I will say this, though. I hadn't seen it in, in like, a couple decades. It, it didn't hold up to me as well as I remember it. There's a big chunk in the middle of the movie that I completely must have blanked out of my mind, no pun intended. Uh, a lot more montages and musical stuff than I remember. I, it, it holds a special place, but I don't think it's something I need to revisit that much. Um, three and a half machine guns. In part, and I'll say half is nostalgia. Okay. I'm, I'm leaning towards what Mr. Hovercraft Joe has said. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and after watching it, and during during my my viewing of it, a lot of times the pacing felt off for the movie. There were weird choices of 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 like acting going on. Sometimes Beatty, he was great as a detective, but when he was trying to be Tracy, it was weird. And so, like, there was a little bit of a disconnect with the character for me, uh, uh, with his acting to the character. But I also recognized that it was a passion project. Like, you could see the amount of work and love he wanted to put into this movie based on the character, with the aesthetic, with the people casted in it, and the makeup. And and I can appreciate that. And then that's why it also works a little bit to me uh, as as it's entertaining. It's it's may not be a great movie, but I was entertained by it. Um, so with, with the design, with the actors and with the way it's portrayed, I give it a three and a half machine guns as well. <laughs> You're all crazy. Yep. Hey, I, it, it was, yeah. I, I, I honestly did come in with an open mind. Like I had heard that it is not a film that has aged well. Yeah. And no, I, and, it did. And I think the backgrounds is a huge <clears throat> piece of that. The paintings. Yeah. And, and I agree. It hasn't aged well. And like I said, it, I, I'm looking at it through, you know, rose colored glasses because it was so important to me. So like if I had seen it clean and it wasn't important to me, I probably would probably be more at like a two and a half. And I just think you, you wasted all that talent. There were so many great people in the movie. Like Dustin Hoffman is like a, a waste. Anyone could have done that role. I just, I mean, uh, I know Dick Van Dyke I, I is in there know. for two seconds. But James Conn's in there for I, two I seconds. I equate it, though, to but, like what we do with Marvel movies now. Like, you could have anybody being these big, these roles for these minuscule characters, but you're having a lot of big names fill these roles. It's fun and, to and see it. it. And, it's, and it's entertainment. It's fun to see these big names in these roles. 
I think, and, and uh, I, I didn't find it fun. I, I think the disconnect. I know what you're and, talking about, and I'm and I'm not faulting for you because everyone you know has their opinions. I think the disconnect is that you don't you're you don't you're not buying into what the environment that this movie's the setting world, up, yeah. The, the, yeah. the kind of the hyper reality world it's setting up. And if you don't buy into that, then yeah, I can completely see why you'd hate the movie because that's it. If you if you can't get on that level, it's going to be terrible to you. So yeah. I, so I understand. Yeah. I disagree I, with you, but I understand it, your position it, I, on this. I honestly almost stopped watching it. I was like, you know what? If I didn't finish this, none of you would care. <laughs> like, I was really... True. I was that unhappy with this I, movie. I tried like, to get yeah. Allison to watch it, and I, had, I was like, well, maybe you should look it up before you, <laughs> you sit down with me. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to like this. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I just... It, it's not for everybody. As far as, like, the nostalgia movies we're running through, sure. I would say if I'm pushing one on someone... Today I'd be like, watch the Rocketeer. Yeah, I put that yes. over this one because I think I think that holds up a lot better than. Oh, Dick I agree Tracy. with that too. I 100 so, agree. So, and All right. Timothy Dalton's in it. So yeah. yeah, there is that. So now it's time to get into our action movie bracket. Oh yeah, matchup number three of the last action podcast action hero bracket has Wolverine facing off against Ripley from Aliens. I have no idea how this one's going to shake out. We've got our only female uh, entrant in here uh, versus Wolverine, the classic X-Men hero. Um, so get out there and vote. Uh, hit us up on Patreon and Facebook and Twitter and uh, get those votes in. They all count. We're all eager to see how this thing's going to turn out. Oh, man, that matchup is crazy. It's super. Wow. That's going to be an exciting one. Yep. Cray. <laughs> I have no words for it. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one to choose. I'm yeah. excited to see what everybody chooses and why. Yeah. <laughs> All know. right. So you, you obviously get votes from just logging on to Twitter and, and Facebook. Um, but you get an extra vote through Patreon. So you just a dollar a month gives you an extra vote at Patreon at our, our, our GameZilla Patreon uh, a section there. You get an extra vote. Uh, and really Patreon. make it. It's patreon.com slash Patreon.com slash Games of the Media. And uh, a dollar a month gives you extra votes. Five bucks a month gives you extra shows. We do all kinds of extra shows. We're about to record one about action movie TV shows. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. By the time you listen to this episode, it'll already have been released. But yeah, like two months before. Yeah, that's sort of how this works. Uh, hey, hey, Chops, what uh, what types of things do you guys release on uh, Patreon? Well, for the Legend of Retro, we do our Game Shark episodes. Uh, the... Is that the one where you guys dress up like sharks and play games? Uh, no, we uh... cosplay as street sharks from the oh, cartoon. Oh, and we're Yeah, it's a jawsome time. Um, <laughs> and on Patreon, you can hear extra shows like us talking about specific games, themes. We did one on a fan or on our uh, draft for our newest bracket that's either out or coming out. I don't oh, know you, what time you did? it is. Uh, we did a draft style that you were the commissioner of. I was. And it was a good time. It was a it great was a time. really good time. Oh, boy. And you can also check out Noobs and Dragons extra content on there as well. We do tend to do some character pieces, diving into episodes that have been released recently before, and kind of get an overall uh, behind-the-scenes look at the campaign. Fantastic. Sweet. Anything else you want to plug while you're here? 
well, listen to the Legend of Retro and the Noobs and Dragons. All at GamesOfTheMedia.com. If you like D&D, Noobs and Dragons is for you. If you like old school retro gaming, Legend of Retro is the podcast you want to listen to. I know that a favorite of Sphinx's is ones that involve dysentery. And we did an episode <laughs> on Oregon Trail. And if you are a child of the 80s and 90s, you have played this edutainment game. <laughs> Indeed. I tried to explain it to Ash. Like, what oh, exactly? he would not have any patience he's for like, this. Oh, he's like, what is this? It's literally <laughs> a tool to tell you about the Oregon Trail. He was very confused by it. I kind of want to... You can play it online. You can. I think it's like a free game It's online. free. Yeah, you play it through the browser. He'd be better off playing the card game version, uh, which there is. Oh, we've played it. Yeah, we've played it before. Yeah, Jerry We actually says, won. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, it was good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad you guys let me pick this movie. I'm glad you picked this movie. You know movie. what, Chops? I'm glad you're here. This was everything I was hoping it would be with doing an episode with you. Yes. I had a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we picked this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, even though the only movies I've been on, aside from Die Hard, which if you shit on Die Hard... You're a terrible person. <laughs> no um, way I'm shitting on Die Hard. They're all movies that Sphinx hates. And in my life, that's the only fulfillment I ever want. But we do have one coming up that I think you and I will be in agreement uh, with. We'll so. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. If we do another episode, because honestly, it looks like Sphinx might murder all of us as soon as we <laughs> stop recording well, right now. We're going to change this to the Hook podcast, right? <laughs> You write. <laughs> <laughs> you, you write. Oh, God. But thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. And, well, uh, I hope to be on more. You definitely will be. Cool. Well, that said, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. We'll be back, Tracy. Extra, extra, Dick Tracy returns.